Uh, Bob, you know, I don't know where to start because there's been some pretty amazing things that have happened in golf over the last couple weeks. Uh, a couple weeks ago, Bernard Langer, Langer wins again the Schwab Cup. I mean, just absolutely amazing at his age to be doing that. Phil Mickelson wins fourth, uh, four times in six events for the Champions Tour. But no one's talking about what Colin Murakawa did last week in Dubai. Uh, he kind of stared down Rory McIlroy and ended up winning by, by three or four strokes against Rory. Um, boy, what he has accomplished so far in his career is absolutely fascinating. So let's start there. Colin Murakawa is the next superstar in golf. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he's a superstar already. Um, you know, he he's won two majors at age 24. I believe he's played in six. No, maybe it's eight. <laughs> you know, two <laughs> majors he's already won. Um, obviously won the Open this summer, won a World Golf Championship event, uh, which is really kind of what those two wins are what put, positioned him to get that race to Dubai title. And he had already wrapped that up basically on the back nine, and then he goes ahead and wins the tournament too. So I think he's got five PGA Tour wins, and now he's won you know, the, the final event on the European Tour soon to be called the DP world tour. And, uh, it's, yeah, it's impressive. I mean, when he gets going, nobody hits their irons better than Morikawa. He's not the longest guy out there. In fact, most of the top players hit it farther than him, but nobody hits their irons like him when he is on. And I think another impressive thing that's been a little bit overlooked or forgotten is he had never played true links golf before he played the Scottish Open the week before the Open at Royal St. George's. He, um, he went there just to, you know, obviously he had the opportunity, but it was a, a good chance to get a feel for it. And he finished way back. Like he shot 73 the last day. He was 68th or something like that. But he worked out some thoughts in his head as to how to play that kind of golf with his caddy. And then he shows up at Royal St. George's the next week, and you know he kind of goes toe to toe with Jordan Spieth and wins. So pretty impressive. And you know he had he had a little bit of a lull after that because he he, he picked up a slight back injury at the Olympics where he actually lost in a playoff for the bronze right. medal, and uh, and then came back and probably should have taken a week or two off to try to play through it ended up making it worse, got in some bad habits, was pretty poor through the FedEx playoffs. You know, he went from number one. This is, this is an aside, but and it just kind of shows you, like, if you want to talk the pros and cons of the FedEx Cup, he began the FedEx Cup playoffs number one in the points. Mm. But because he missed the cut at the first tournament and finished well back at the second and had a poor tour championship. He fell all the way to 24th. So, I mean, that's a lot of money that he cost himself. And when you talk about a season long competition, it really isn't that when you figure that the guy who was in first at the beginning fell all the way to 24th or 25th. So that's not how it works on the European tour. You know, like you're what, what if you've accrued a lot to get there at the end, you're in a great spot. So it could have been even better for him when you think about it, because he just had this, you know, couple of weeks stretch there where he uh, he wasn't feeling great and his game suffered. But then he came back and had a good Ryder Cup, too. So, uh, yeah, you can't say enough good things about Morikawa. 
Yeah, he really has been uh, spectacular. And, you know, and you're right, Bob. It's like he kind of goes in these lows, but then he comes back with these big wins. And you are you're just keep reminding yourself, the kid's so young, and mm-hmm. he's already won so much. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, I, I want to bring up the other guy I mentioned there, and that's Phil Mickelson. I, I kind of feel like he there's not many golfers who can do what he has done and, and reinvent themselves at the age of 50. He wins the PGA Championship. Uh, and I mean, that in itself is absolutely amazing. And then he goes on the Champions Tour. Now, great, you know, granted, there's not the same competition, but he's basically dominated that tour. He's won four of six. Only one tournament, Bob, was he really not in contention uh, that he's played in. Uh, he had a great back nine to win uh, in Arizona on uh, a week ago. But um, what what do you make of Phil Mickelson? And, and is it crazy, Bob? For me to say, you know, he knows Augusta so well, he's won there three times, that he could possibly compete and maybe win another green jacket? No, I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's out of the question at all. I think Phil's best chances are going to be at the PGA, or excuse me, at the Masters and at the Open. Um, you know, where, where overpowering a course, even though he still hits it plenty long, but overpowering it isn't necessarily the, the factor. Uh, and yet, in Augusta, he's plenty long to have it help him. You know, we're, we're, his, his, uh, his strength there is the course knowledge, knowing where to hit it, you know, where, where to hit the approach shots, you know, where not to miss it. And if obviously, if he's, uh, if he's got it going, he certainly can, can do, do something there. I mean, his... His his next best finish. No, he had his, he finished seventeenth uh, in Memphis, but aside from the PGA win, he was twenty first at the Masters this year. Uh, it was really his only other good result. So the, that uh, Memphis tournament and, and there, that's it. I mean, he he just was not competitive very much at, except for that PGA win. But it just shows. I mean, to win the PGA on that golf course where six or seven under par one, and it was more like a U.S. Open, uh, and, you know, Phil was able to bring that. Um, he's going to be much more comfortable at Augusta, where you can get away with some, some missed tee shots. The fairways are wide. There's no virtually no rough, and you can recover. That's what he loves. You can recover. You can hit recovery shots. It's, you know, nobody's better than him. So, that's why I think you won't see him play that much champions tour golf because this is, his, you know, the window's closing and maybe you go out there to gain some confidence, but he needs to play, you know, the longest courses against the toughest competition, I think to sort of harden himself going into the majors. But would you agree with me, Bob, that, you know, and he was always a likable guy, but, over the last couple of years, I mean, he's doing the Manning cast and he's he's killing it on that. And he tweets all the time now, funny stuff. And, you know, uh, he's become very likable, right? I mean, Phil is like, I think he's been great for golf and I think he gets it. Like, he's accepted his role. And, uh, he, you know, this new version of Phil Mickelson I love. Yeah, no, it's been great. I mean, Phil's got a great, sharp wit. You know, he's got the, he's got the long needle. Um, he's going to be on, on the broadcast of that match uh, later this week with uh, Kepka and DeChambeau. You know, he's part of the broadcast, and he'll be great. He's, he's proven himself to be very good on TV. Um, he's, he's got, obviously, a guy who's had that kind of success. 
he has a different way of looking at things. You know, he has to. I think it's one of the reasons that separates him. You know, his, his mind operates differently than a lot of guys. He sees shots differently. He has a very, very intricate knowledge and approach with the short game. You know, and it's fascinating to listen to him. You know, in some of these other matches, and, and you know, it, it, it's, it's been sort of interesting to watch him describe a shot that he was going to hit or try to point out to his partner where he wants to land the ball. Right. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not, it's just not by chance. You know, Phil's worked really, really hard at that over the years and, and he still does. And I happen to think that he, he sometimes hurts himself by trying to hit it so far. You know, there's, there's instances where he'd be far better served trying to get the ball in play. But obviously it really helped him at the PGA. He was able to do both. He was able to hit it far. He was able to get it in play. Uh, you know, on that 16th hole of the final day, I think he hit the longest drive of the week as a par five playing downwind, but he hit it 366. Wow. You know, and, you know, he's got Bryson in that tournament. He's got Kepka playing with him. And Kepka's not short. You know, he's a long ball hitter. And, you know, he'd given up what? 20 some years to Kepka in age and, and, uh, and actually fell behind him early in the round and beat him. You know, that's pretty impressive. So, uh, and what he's doing on the champions tour, you know, there's a different kind of pressure when he goes out there, he's expected to contend. He's expected to win. You know, you, you're not, you can't have an off week. I think, I think that adds a little bit more to the intensity. Like, you know, he's got to really dial in. And, uh, you know, as you said, four of six, he won two this year, he won two last year, and it's, um, it's, it's been fun to watch, and it's going to be interesting to see how he sets up his schedule in, in 2022. Bob, will you watch that, that match between uh, DeChambeau and Brooks? Because I feel like it's kind of forced on us a little bit. Like, you know, they didn't like each other for so long, and then the Ryder Cup, they kind of made up a little bit, and now... Yeah, is it even eighteen holes? I can't even remember how long it is. No, but, it's know. it's only twelve holes. Uh-huh. And to be honest with you, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I think eighteen holes for two guys uh-huh. is just there's too much time to fill. Right. You know, and I think they realize that. And you know, I don't expect there to be a lot of great banter. You know, I mean, it's true those guys don't really like each other. Yeah. And, and, you know, the whole Ryder cup thing, I think was for show, uh-huh. you know, it was, you know, it was, it was smart to do that there. Yeah. Like, just let's get along and let's, let's not be, you know, let's, let's make it about the team, but you know, they're not buddies. They, they, um, I happen to think some of this stuff is a little contrived. Um, some of it's silly. I mean, let's be honest. Brooks gets upset with Bryson just cause he's talking, walking behind him. I mean, it's just hilarious, yeah, you know, yeah. and it escalates into this, you know, and, and then it, it gets to the point where fans are taunting the Shambo and the commissioner has to come out and say something about fan behavior. I mean, you know, some of it's just kind of crossed the line. Some of it's funny. Some of it's good. There's nothing wrong with guys not liking each other. I mean, we shouldn't expect everybody to get along, but I, I would rather see this in a, in a regular tournament where they're in the last you know, they're in one of the final groups together on a Saturday or Sunday. You right. know, that would yep. be terrific to me. Uh, all right, Bob. So let's go on to, before we get to one of my favorite, my favorite topic, which is Tiger Woods, let's talk about something very exciting you got coming up, which is a book about Tiger. I mean, you talk about the two greatest players in our era, and it's Tiger and Phil. 
Uh, and you've got a book coming out, I believe it's coming out in April, Tiger and Phil Golf's Most Fascinating Rivalry. And uh, tell us a little about the book. Yeah, thanks. Well, I, I guess the first thing is I'm, I'm really surprised nobody did it before. Right. Um, because, you know, they have been, um, you know, sort of going at it and their careers have intersected for 25 years, you know, and uh, maybe 30. You know, you go back to the early 90s when, when Tiger was starting to emerge as a force in the junior game and in the amateur game. Uh, you know, Phil was, was already becoming a pro and he had won a tour event as an amateur. Um, you know, he, he, uh, he, he came onto the PJ tour with a lot of fanfare and, and then this guy, you know, Tiger Woods comes along and, you know, quickly surpasses him. But in the end, you know, Phil held, Phil held his own pretty well. I mean, if somebody wants to say there was no rivalry, I'm fully on board with that. Like I touch on this in the book, I make the argument that you can easily argue Tiger had no rival. I mean, when you win 82 times, you win 15 majors. Uh, that's there's nobody that's coming close to that. But Phil won 45, and nobody's really come close to him. Right. Six majors. You know, nobody in the currently in the game has won that many. Um, if, uh, four of his six majors, you know, Tiger was there. Tiger was, you know, yep. it had a chance. Uh, obviously, this last one, Tiger wasn't playing, but the one before that, when Tiger, when Phil won at Muirfield, the Open, you know, Tiger led him, was ahead of him going into the final round. That was one we all thought Tiger was going to win. In 2010, when Phil won, Phil won the Masters, that was Tiger's first event back after the scandal. And it, you know, it burned him to no end that Phil won and he didn't. So, you know, there was a lot of interesting intersections between the two. They weren't really friendly for a long time. Um, There was a good bit of animosity at times. Uh, One of the chapters I wrote is on the 04 Ryder Cup at, um, excuse me, at uh, Oakland Hills. The only time they were ever paired together in a Ryder Cup, they they played the first day both sessions and lost them both, and the U.S. got routed. And the decision to put them together was universally, uh, you know, basically chided and criticized. And Hal Sutton, the captain, really suffered a lot through that. Took a lot of grief. And um, you know, so at that time, Tiger and Phil really. They barely spoke. Uh, you know, Tiger had won eight majors to that point. Phil had finally won his first. I think Tiger saw Phil as a bit of a threat. Tiger was not having a great year. And that stretch from 04 to like 08 was incredible among those two. You know, they, they both won a bunch of majors. Uh, they uh, Phil won a player's championship. He switched to Tiger's coach old coach, Butch Harmon. I mean, there's just a lot there to work with. And, you know, for, especially for younger people who might not know all of the history. Um, I think it's, uh, I think there's a lot of interesting stuff that people will, uh, will pick up on. So it was a fun, 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 uh, project. One that, uh, that, uh, you're, you're glad to have, have almost finished because there's a lot of work, but a great, great, uh, a great time to do it too. I, I can't wait to read it. And you said it's coming out in April, right, Bob? 
Yeah, I think it's available now, believe it or not. Wow. Like you, can order, you can order it, but you won't get it. Right, so pre-sale. Where do, how do you order yeah. it? Is it through uh, just through St. Martin, or is it? Uh... It's, it's, it's on Amazon, Amazon. now. Okay. Yeah, um, it's a little hard to wrap your arms around that from my standpoint. I'm like, wow, it's like they're already, yeah, it's already out there. But yep. uh, yeah, it's um, you know, I it, I'm sure it's going to get a big push in the spring when, you know, when we're heading towards that first major. Yep. And uh, so uh, yeah, it's been it's been a, a, a really rewarding project. Well, congratulations on that. And and one one quick thing that I always remember, not qu- uh, a quick story or. A memory I have is I don't know what tournament it was, but Phil and Tiger are teeing off, and they're announcing all of Tiger's accomplishments. And halfway through, Phil says, "All right, we get it, we get it. He's won a lot." <laughs> what do you, I don't know if you're, I don't know what tournament it was, but I thought that was just hysterical, yeah. and just kind of shows like you're right, the rivalry both those two have had throughout the years. And uh, I thought it was really cool that you know when, um, which is what I want to get to next, Tiger uh, posted a video of him just hitting I don't know if it was uh, irons. Um, on the range, and Phil tweeted out that, you know, he's so excited to see that he's in Montana, but he, if he knows Tiger, Tiger's pissed that, right, that Phil holds the record now for the oldest person to win a major, and he's going to come back and try to do that. So uh, with that being said, what do we make of Tiger uh, hitting golf balls? Is it, is it encouraging in your eyes? Yeah, well, first, that was a great, a, you know, great timing by Phil to come out with that. Right. You know, it was, um, it was nice. You know, he got in a little jab, but it was nice. Yep. You know, like I'm, and this is part of the of the story. I, you know, Phil was way more deferential to Tiger. You know, where Tiger was very grudging in his respect shown towards Phil. Mm-hmm. Tiger did congratulate Phil on Twitter after Phil won the PGA, so that was that was good. You know, their relationship has softened. Uh, and by the way, your example is the 2002 Tour Championship. Okay. Uh, in which, uh, you know, Tiger had won two majors that year. He won like seven times. And the, you're right, the guy was on the tee as they're about to tee up. The guy was just rattling off everything Tiger had done that year. And he was doing it in his, it's, he's, he's doing it in a very pronounced southern accent. Uh-huh. You know, and, yeah. and, uh, uh, I, you know, I just have an anecdote about that in the book too. But, but, you know, Phil, with great comedic timing, you know, stopped him. Just like you said, okay, yeah, 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 we know, we right, know. Right. And even Tiger couldn't help but crack yes. up, and the whole place laughed. Yes. But to your question about Tiger, the fact that Tiger would put that out, I think is a tremendous sign. It's a phenomenal sign that he did that. Um, you know, everybody's been clamoring for some information. You know, you and I have talked about it. And, and, I, and, I, have to, and I always say, we just don't know. They've not told us anything. He posted a f- video of himself on crutches in his backyard in April, and that's been it. Nothing. There's, he's tweeted about other things, but he's given us no information about his own health. And we've seen a few photos here and there prop, crop up where at his son's junior golf tournament. There was the TMZ video of him. He had a doctor's visit, and he was walking. Um, but nothing from him. And so this is the first step, you know, in 2017, when he was coming back from the back surgery, he did the same thing. He started posting a few videos of him hitting shots. And now the next thing is for us to get some sort of an update from him, you know, just some sort of a news conference or, you know, take a few questions 
that there's a, there's the possibility of that next week in the Bahamas where he is, uh, you know, the host of his, of his tournament, his foundations event. Some people are expecting that he'll be there and um, we'll talk. It would be great. I think it's time that he did. His fans want to know what's going on. Uh, but I think he gave them a lot of hope. Now, I don't think he's going to be playing in the masters, <laughs> you know, I mean, right. I don't think people should, I've seen these leaps, you know, yeah. People wondered if he'll play with his son, Charlie, and the father's son and, you know, ride the cart and just let Charlie hit the tee shots. You know, look, anything's possible, but I just have a hard time seeing Tiger wanting to be seen hitting a lot of shots and walking and moving around on national TV uh, in December. It just seems too soon, you know, so, um, you know, there's, it's funny, there were already odds posted for Tiger to win the Masters. You know, I, I think the odds should be more, will he play a tournament in 2022? You know, I just think there's a long leap between hitting shots on the range and walking. And, you know, obviously he had uh, very severe injuries to his right leg. We don't even really know the full extent. We know that he broke two bones in his lower leg, which presumably have healed, but it was the foot that was the issue. You know, and nobody quite knows, you know, was there a broken bone in the ankle? Were there multiple broken bones? You know, that's sort of the questions I think that we'd love to ask and will be interesting to see if he answers. Yeah, I mean, Bob, that interview next week, if he does grant one at his, I assume he will, is going to be the most anticipated interview. And who knows what he'll say? I mean, I don't know if he'll put, you know, parameters on the interview beforehand, but um I mean, everyone's going to want to hear that. I mean, it's just, I mean, you're, I mean, he just, he's gone radio silent. You're right, except for those two videos. And just look at the reaction that on, on social media and just in the sports world and just overall people when they saw that video come out of Tiger. And, you know, when he came back and won at Augusta, Bob, after everything he went through, uh, everyone said it's, it's, you know, the greatest achievement. If he can come back somehow and compete even. I mean, I, I can't see him winning again, but competing in a major, I think, would just be remarkable because that accident was just horrific. So, I mean, I obviously I'm rooting for him because he, he makes golf so much better. There's no question, you know, if and when he comes back, it'll be it'll be one of the one of these stories. And to your point, he's got, you know, he's he's got a lot to overcome. I mean. You know, not just the leg, but before he was in that accident, he had had his fifth back procedure. Right. And there was a lot of question as to whether or not he'd even be ready to play in the Masters. And let's be honest, he really didn't have a great 2020. You know, he played in, what, nine or ten tournaments and really wasn't a factor. Uh, and, and his back was clearly bothering him. I mean, I think in retrospect, now that we knew that he had that surgery, the fact that he, a lot of his issues were, were pegged to the back. I mean, so it's almost like certainly a spinal fusion is not a band aid, but it got him a couple of years. And then now he needed another band aid and the, the previous band aids, which were that microdisectomy, um, proved to not not be very effective. I mean, it only gave him temporary relief and that's why he ended up having the spinal fusion. I did have a doctor tell me that the only silver lining to this whole thing would be that because he was recuperating from the leg injuries, 
that he wouldn't be swinging a golf club and that would be good for his back. Mm. Like he has come back probably too soon sometimes from some of these things. Although, you know, he had, he had two of those spinal fusion surgeries at the end of 2015 and he didn't play for all of 16. He finally showed up. He played that tournament in Bahamas. He played Torrey Pines in January and missed the cut. Went to Dubai, played one round, and right. withdrew. I remember that. And then had the surgery in April of 17. So, you know, even then he did try to nurse it, and, and it, didn't, it didn't hold. So it's, it's, you get different opinions on that, on that procedure, but there is some thought that, okay, he, he's given his back time to settle down. And, you know, the rehab he was going to be doing here these last months could probably be more contained to his upper body and strengthening his back. And, you know, I'm sure he's had to take it easy with the leg. But, uh, you know, so when he does come back, uh, and it sounds like he'll try, you know, he's got a lot to overcome. And, by the way, at the end of December, he turns 46, (laughs) you know. So, um, but look. I think we all felt that if if this if this uh, if the body allowed him, the skills were gonna were gonna move into the into his fifties, and that wasn't ever gonna be an issue. So, it's more about if the body allows him to do what he wants to do. Hey, Bob! Happy holidays! Good luck with the book, and uh, thanks always for joining us in the golf club. All right, thanks, Randy. Take care.